Good evening, everyone. It's so good to be back with you this evening. I'm not going to try the lapel mic. Uh, this will be probably one of the last times I speak to you guys, so I don't want the, uh, the noise to get in the way of that um, like it did this morning. Um, but as we get started, go ahead and turn to your Bibles to a passage we were looking at this morning in 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2, beginning in verse 23. Um, and it, it's just been so good. Again, I want to reiterate that for anyone that wasn't here this morning. It's been so good to be here with you guys, uh, the number of times that I've been able to speak to you all and just the number of times that I've been able to uh, be around you all uh, when I've been passing through in other times. And it's been so good uh, to be able to get to know each and every one of you here um, as best as I could. Um, I know some of I've got to know a little bit better than others, and I'd like to come back more um, in the future and get to know you guys even more. So the lesson this evening is I'm going to ask the question, what's next? And for, for you guys, I was thinking about what, what should I talk to you guys about for the last time that, that I'm going to be here. And I, I just wanted to... Uh, maybe give some advice from the Word of God about what's going to happen next for your congregation here. Um, you all have uh, appointed a new evangelist that's going to be coming here in the coming months, and I just wanted to uh, read some things from the Gospel that maybe may uh, uh, keep some things in the forefront of your mind as that transition is occurring, and hopefully these things will, will help that process go smoothly and that uh, you guys can continue to do what you all have been doing uh, in the time that I've been here. And so what's next? Before we get into that, I want to talk about one thing, and that's the Lord's bondservant. I want, to, I want us to look at what the Lord's bondservant is. 2 Timothy, actually 1 Timothy chapter 2, I believe. I got the, the wrong, no, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Uh, I think I've got the wrong verse here. And I apologize. Um, but regardless, in 2 Timothy, maybe chapter 4, no. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I, I apologize. But in, in the verse that I had selected, it, Timothy, or Paul writes to Timothy and says that the Lord's bondservants are supposed to teach. And are supposed to know the scriptures so they can teach those that they're around. And I, I wanted to make this point because... Often what happens when a church goes a long period of time without a congregation, or sorry, without an evangelist, and they get people that come, you know, and they preach from time to time, or people from the congregation will get up and preach. And so they feel like that, you know, we've, we've been doing a lot of this work, and so when this evangelist comes, we're going to, you know, I need to take a step back and let him do some more of the work that I've been doing. And so I, I wanted to, uh, I want to make sure that we understand that when Paul, said, when Paul says bondservant of Christ, he doesn't mean just Timothy, who's a, who is a preacher. Because in Romans chapter 6, Romans chapter 6 and verse 16, Paul says this about bondservants, or in this passage, slaves. When he's talking to the whole congregation in Rome, he says, Do you not know that when you present yourselves as, as slaves for obedience... You are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death or of obedience resulting in righteousness. 
But thanks be to God that though you were slaves of sin, you have become obedient from the heart, that form of teaching to which you were committed. And so when Paul gives this command to Timothy to teach and to preach, he's not just saying that for evangelists to teach others. He's saying that for all Christians, all who are bondservants, all who are slaves of righteousness. And so we, we've, already, uh, we've already established that bondservants are also called slaves. And so we need to make sure that when, you know, as we're transitioning into this new phase as a church, that we don't say, well, he's the evangelist, so let's put it all on him. Let's put all the preaching, all the teaching on on him because I you know since I've been here I've seen several folks that have uh, I've sitting on several morning Bible classes since I've been here and some of some of them have come up to me afterwards and said that's the first time I've ever taught Bible class and I wouldn't have known I wouldn't have known because you did that good of a job so keep up the work that you're doing because you are a bond servant of Christ and you're a slave to righteousness and so you should continue to do those works that God has asked us to do and as Paul has asked us to do through the Holy Spirit. And more, more importantly, or second to that, Paul also instructs Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter, two, chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, to preach the word. He says, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is the judge of the living, the living and the dead by his appearing in his kingdom, to preach the word, be ready in season and out of season to reprove to rebuke, to exhort with great patience and instruction. So Paul's words here to Timothy are not only so that we can, uh, th- that bond servants are all Christians, but that but all Christians are should be able to spread the gospel to those around them in a season and out of season. And to use the, the word of God to repute and rebuke and exhort with patience and instruction. And so, as bond servants, we have this responsibility to preach the word to those around us, whether it's uh, up here from the pulpit as, as an evangelist or on a, Sunday, a Wednesday night talk or wherever we're at throughout our life. So the second things we're supposed to do as bond servants of Christ is to be zealous for good works. Turn over to 2, Timoth- 2 Titus, 2 Titus, Titus chapter 2, I apologize. Titus chapter 2. I guess uh, I watched a baseball game this afternoon where Tennessee got, got beat by Notre Dame, and I'm pretty happy about it, so I, I must, be, uh, must be a little, little amped up from that. But Titus chapter 2, verse 11. You know what? I don't know if I, I, don't know if I was watching the game and wasn't paying attention when I put this together or what. Uh, Verse 14. Thanks, thanks, Danny. You, you just saved me every time. Verse 14. I'm sorry, uh, folks. I, I apologize for the, the mishap here. Verse 14. Who gave himself to redeem us for every lawless deed, to purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good works. These sayings speak and exhort and reprove all authority. Let no one disregard you. And if you think about the context of, of Titus's uh, message here, you know, we, we kind of talked a little bit about this morning how uh, in, in the Bible class how the world is continuing to, to get away from God and, and people are wanting to do what they want to do. Uh, Titus was sent to Crete, which is a very, at the time of, of uh, 
the first century was a very horrible place. People, it was known as, you know, the sin city of, of the Mediterranean at that time. Um, and just imagine a, a, a rock in the middle of the ocean with all these people that, from all over that were evil and, and, and wanted to do evil things because they could get away from whatever country they were in. And so Paul's ab admonition to Titus to reach these people is to do good works, to be zealous for good deeds. And so as servants of God, we need to continue the good works that we've been doing and abound in them even more. And these things not only help others come to Christ, they exhort, they speak, but they reprove all with all authority. They prove some of the things that, that we say about the gospel. If, if as, as James says in James 1, 21 through 25, that uh, if you put aside all filthiness and all, all that remains of wickedness and humility, receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. But prove yourselves doers of the word, and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of man he was. But the one who looks intently at the perfect law of liberty and abides in it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. So we need to be zealous for good works. We, when we hear about things that we can do to further the kingdom of God, we need to step up and do it. Um, I'm a, a, a big history buff. I love uh, World War II history and, and those sort of things, and also Civil War history. And you know, in, in, in a lot of those battles, a lot of men died. And you can think, think about, well, if, if all these men died you know, and no one replaced them, there would be no army. There would be no one to... Uh, to take them, and I, I'm not talking about you know people don't, uh, you know typically you know if someone's sick or and can't can't get up here and, and do song leading or read the Bible they're not they're not physically dying but someone else has to take their place right the the church has to uh, church has to to provide its functions and so sometimes it's not that you do everything but then when when you see someone is sick or someone calls you and says hey I you know, so-and-so was in a car wreck, can you fill in? If, you know, do the things to make sure that you're ready to be the next man up to, to be, uh, be ready for good works. And so I, I just wanted to make those few points with you because these things are supposed to accomplish something that Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 beginning in verse 11. And he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the service, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all obtain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, but seeking the truth, speaking the truth in love. We are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself 
in love. And so I know tonight will be a little bit shorter than the service we had this morning. But I want you to keep those thoughts in your mind. That as, we're, as this congregation is transitioning from not having a full-time evangelist to having a full-time evangelist to not let your foot off the gas because y'all been doing good work here. You all have been stepping up um, in areas that maybe before that you didn't feel comfortable doing and now you realize I can, I can do that or in my case with song leading I can't do that so somebody else should. But at least I tried, right? Like we talked about this morning, we picked up our bow and we shot. So keep shooting. Um, I, I love you all very much and uh, keep this seal and this desire to work that I have seen you in these times that I have been here because it will greatly help you when your new evangelist comes in the coming months. Um, I know that's a fairly short sermon, but I wanted to, to bring you those thoughts and I thought that would be something that maybe would help, help, help remind you all of some things from Paul and from Timothy that uh, will help you with your new evangelist. If you're a Christian this evening and you realize that maybe you haven't been zealous for, for God's works or you have laid down uh, your, your bow and you're not, you're, not going, you're not going along with God anymore and you want to get back on the right track, if it's a public sin and we need to do that, please come forward. But if it's something private, please talk to somebody around you. Uh, don't, don't leave here without getting that worked out. Um, but if you're not a Christian and you want to know what it's like to, to walk with God, to, do, to be zealous for good works, please come forward as we stand and as we sing.